for the WBO 160 pound. Good luck, Ian, because I was supposed to fight you, but talks broke down with me and your team. Well, you're in your promotion. Yes, well, I'm very, very interested in that fight. Love the fight. My bit was signed to fight you, but for some reason you lost your pen. So hopefully, if Canelo fights you, and I think that Canelo will beat you, I'm hoping to fight you, or hopefully Canelo in America. I've beaten enough dog meat now. Golovkin, you keep saying you want my WBO belt when I was 14 stone out of shape and wasn't in love with boxing, then you wanted to fight me. Fight me now. Now fight me, we'll see a different story you'll be punching fresh air. Hey guys, welcome to the Beautiful Boxing Podcast. It's me again. You know, you know who I am. It's Terry. Um, still getting used to this, but absolutely love the opportunity to just record in an ad hoc manner and you know react to some stories, sometimes get ahead of the story. But what you've just heard there is just a sequence of clips of Billy Joe Saunders chasing Golovkin and Canelo. Mainly chasing Golovkin, right? And we've had this story for about two and a bit years now of, you know, will Billy Joe fight Golovkin? How much does he really want that fight? And people were saying, well, Billy Joe shit the bed. But I think everything about Billy Joe tells us Billy Joe Saunders does not shit the bed, right? The second thing everything tells us is Billy Joe and Frank Warren were joined at the hip. Frank stood by him. You know, despite the, the worst excesses of his behavior, Frank stood by him. He's had him from a pup in terms of boxing. He's had him, he's brought him through. He got him his world title shot, did everything the right way, the classic way. All of this stuff happened. And then you go, why is it we're now expecting a Billy Joe Saunders to match him announcement tomorrow? What brings that story about? How does a relationship that was so strong not long ago fall apart so quickly? And think about the relationships in your own lives that have gone sour really quickly. It might be a relationship. It's normally something that's pretty, pretty big and unexpected. It's something you haven't, you'd never have thought the other person doing that to you. To the point where you now question whether the relationship you had was ever real. And is that what happened in the Billy Joe scenario? I'm just going to play back. A, this is completely hypothetical, which means you can read into it what you'd like to read into it. But it only involves three or four people. There are only three or four characters here. There's a super talented boxer, Southpaw. Boxed for his country. He was an Olympian at a time when it wasn't necessarily fashionable to be an Olympian, right? We'll call him Bobby. Bobby is from a from an interesting background, an unconventional background. But it's a super talented boxer, super slick, super, you know, super slick, super confident, super cocky, charismatic, interesting, always has the fans engaged in what he wants to do. But his career's sort of stuttered and is flattered to deceive, and he doesn't really have that many big wins as he approaches 30. Now, Bobby's a fantastic boxer. The fans love Bobby and they want Bobby to test himself against the best. And that's what they've always been asking for. Now, Bobby's promoted by Philip. Okay. Philip's been in the game for 40 years, started off in the unlicensed scene and has built himself into being maybe a Hall of Fame promoter. 
But that's where that's where that's where Philip is. Philip's one of the top dogs in his domestic market. You know, he had his own TV station. He was that popular. And then he 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 loaned that to someone else while he then went on to mainstream TV and started to build a platform there and started to build relationships across the Atlantic. So Philip's fantastic, you know, really good at guiding careers and can take you to places, you know, that very few can. You know, he's helped some Welsh super middleweights slash light heavyweights. He's done his thing and he's the great survivor of British boxing, right? Theoretically, this is just Philip. So you've got Philip and you've got Bobby. You've got B Bobby James, Bobby James Smith, right? You've got Bobby James Smith and you've got Philip Wormsley. That's who you've got. And they have a fantastic career over time. And they're building towards fights. And you don't ever imagine them separating. And Bobby James has been on record as saying he would never leave. Bobby James has been sat next to another promoter called Ernest. Ernest Hurst, okay? No, from a family of money. You know, the Hurst family. They have money. So... So he's there with Hearst. We'll just call him Hearst from now on. So Bobby James and Hearst own America together. And he's, he, he's aloof because he's loyal to Philip. He's loyal to Philip Wormsley. And so this is the story of the career. And so Philip one day receives a communication from, from Barry. Barry's, Barry's an American promoter been in the game 50 years probably, has promoted the biggest names in our sport comfortably. You know, maybe the greatest ever promoter. Barry, fantastic man. He's very old now, but he knows the game inside out. Barry makes offers for his fighter, Gerald Gradievsky. Gerald George Gradievsky. Yeah. So Gerald George Gradievsky is meant to fight Bobby James Smith. Because they both have belts. One has a WBC, one has a WBO. The offer gets made and Bobby James Smith says no. The numbers weren't quite right. And that's what that's the story spread in the media. Look, the offer was made, the numbers aren't right. Bobby James Smith's life starts to go a bit south because really he's not getting the fights he wants and so he's not motivated. He only really wants to fight, you know, he only really wants to fight the guy they know, the guy they call 3G, you know. I know we're in the world of 5G in terms of phones, but the guy they call 3G. And he wants to fight a Mexican guy called Ginger Spice. That's his nickname. His nickname's Ginger Spice. His real names, they call him Solly. They're the only, really, they're the only people he wants to fight. And he can't get those fights. So he goes into a sort of self-destructive spiral. And that's where we're at. There's no real excitement. He balloons in weight. He moves up a weight class. He fights some guy that, that works in the local mechanics shop to win a title that was pretty much given to him, gift-wrapped and bubble-wrapped. And so we're now at a point where he's always wondered why he never got to fight 3G. Strange name for a boxer, but, you know, Gerald George Gradievsky, fantastic, 3G. And so one day he meets Barry. 
at a boxing show. And Barry says, hey, we wanted you to fight 3G. We made you an amazing offer. And Bobby, Bobby James Smith says, no, 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 you didn't. You made me a dog shit offer. And he says, look, you offered me 1.75 million to fight 3G at the peak of his powers. And then Barry, Barry Arnold, we'll call him Barry Arnold, right? Big American promoter. You know, he's not getting any younger, but he goes, no, 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 no. I offered you $4 million to fight 3G. I can send you the emails if I need to. And Bobby James Smith, you imagine this is the moment where you're like, I put all my trust in Philip. Philip would have known about this. Why did Philip tell me 1.75 when it was 4 million? Was Philip trying to eat off my purse? Was he trying to do the dirty on me? And so Bobby James Smith and Philip Wormsley sit down and have a conversation. Bobby James Smith is not convinced by the story he hears. Barry Arnold perhaps potentially provides evidence to show what the offer was. And Bobby James Smith realizes he can no longer trust Philip Wormsley and decides to part ways with Philip Wormsley. And so where does he go next? Ernest Hurst. I think that was the name I used before. Forgive me if I lose track of these stories. So he moves with Ernest Hurst, who now says, listen, whatever you are offered to fight, you will keep all of the money, Bobby James Smith. You are now going to cash out on your talent. I have 3G. I tell you how much you'll earn for fighting 3G. I also have Ginger Spice. And I have this other guy, this brash American called Dominic Andre. If you want, there's a fourth guy called Darren James, no relation. And you can fight all four of these guys as your cash out fights. And you will make at least 25 to 30 million for these if you keep winning. And I can make that happen for you. I'm fully transparent. Go and talk to anyone in the sport. You get paid what, you're, what you deserve. That's it. And so that's where we are. Bobby James Smith signs the paperwork and hopefully expects to be announced as, as part of the Hearst family. And so he gets to have the legacy fights he deserves and he gets to be paid what he's worth. And it's a cautionary tale in that sometimes in boxing, everything that appears to be the case is not necessarily the case. Now, make of this tale what you will, but this tale is pretty much as accurate as a story can be, as a hypothetical can be. That's not to say I'm making any, these are no statements, I'm just telling you a story. It is just a tale for you guys to listen and understand. And it might make more sense in the next 24 hours or so, but it's a good story for you guys to enjoy. <laughs> Thanks very much for, for tuning in. Uh, feel free to share this, like it, follow me at 
Highfield Boxing on Twitter and Instagram. You know, keep the discussion going, but, you know, slowly enjoying doing these. I'm slowly getting there. You know, bear with me, but, you know, let's keep the adventure going because, you know, you get some of these crazy stories. But the, the, the tale I've just told you, definitely worth paying attention to. 